You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Actually, the last Sunday of 2023. I just can't believe it. I can't believe how fast this year has gone by. I just want to thank you, the listeners that have listened this whole year. And I hope that you will continue into 2024. I'm going to have more interviews, more people sharing their story, And you're not going to want to miss an episode. But if you have missed some of the episodes, you can always listen to them on my podcast. And you can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google, or Podbean. And what you do is you go to Real Life, Real People Radio. You just search that. Make sure you put in radio so that you can find the podcast. And they're downloaded every month. We have a lot that you can listen to, so if you've missed previous shows and you want to tune in, you can do that. But I want to also thank our sponsors, Mount Pleasant Eye Care Center. Thank you for sponsoring us continually through this year and before. I just appreciate you so much, Dr. Brian Nichols and your staff. Thank you for sponsoring Real Life, Real People Radio. And also, I want to thank those individuals, you know who you are, that sponsor our ministry, and I just praise you all for what you're doing to make this a reality. We couldn't do it without you. So before we get started and I introduce our special guest for the day, who I think you're going to enjoy her story, I would like to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. What a glorious day it is when we can worship you and tell you how much we love you and how grateful we are for you and our lives and the relationship that we have with you and all the love that you've given us and the grace and the mercy. And so thank you, Lord. And we just pray for all those listening today that they would hear something that would touch their heart that would make them want to lean on you even more and grow closer to you more and more. And so thank you for Karen, who's coming here, and she's going to talk to us today and share her story for your glory. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I would love to introduce Karen Martin to you, and I just recently have gotten to know her in the past couple of years because she heads up a... Uh, the food ministry, the Wednesday night meals at First Baptist Church. She is in charge of all those. And is one way that I was able to meet her. I worked on that committee a lot. I still do a little bit. And I enjoyed getting to know her. She believes in the power of prayer. She believes that every person needs to have a Bible. And I agree with her. And so she has another ministry that we're going to talk about as well that involves um, Bibles and sharing the Word of God with others. So she's a delight, and I just love her so much. So I wanted to bring her in on this day because she has some things she wants to share with us. 
that I think will help you. So, good morning, Karen. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. And you? Great. You're great. such a pleasure to know. You really are. Well, thank you. I've really enjoyed knowing you, too. And and I know we have more times to serve together. Yes. Yes, yes we if do. If it be God's will, right? That's right. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Well, I wanted to start and just talk about your upbringing, your background. Where are you from? Tell us that and just a little bit about you. Well, a little bit is... I was a military brat and ended up really <laughs> in San Antonio and grew up the rest of my life there. I had an amazing childhood. It was it was great. I had awesome parents. I had two great siblings that uh, we got along, and when we didn't, well, we didn't. Mm-hmm. So two but, siblings, okay, yeah. and you and we grew up in church. Which church did y'all attend? Well, we started out Catholic. Uh-huh. And ended up becoming primitive Baptist. Now, how far you can get from oh, wow. Catholic to that is beyond me. Well, and that's but, a story within itself. What made yes. y'all switch and go over to the um, Baptist church? My parents just got tired of all the political stuff that mm-hmm. involved being a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And they pulled me out of school, at the Catholic school, put me in a public school, and then they started searching for a new church. And so then a couple of their friends were going to the Primitive Baptist Church, which at the time was really good because it was handled by a man that really loved his walk with God, wanted to walk with God. And then a little bit later, when I got married and moved to Austin, the new pastor informed me that I had to hire a lawyer and divorce the church. So... (laughs) What? I've never yes, heard of this. I no, know. no. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, long story, very short, the church that I was attending sent them a letter, thanked them for my uh, transition, you know, the moving mm-hmm. over and stuff. And so, yeah. And okay. then my parents left that church, too. Yeah. And they, in turn, ended up at Max Licato's church, right. where they ended up growing and mm-hmm. that's just where they leaps mm-hmm. and bounds. I mean, um, our daughter was there one night, and um, she heard something that just really moved her, and she asked them if she could be baptized that night. Wow, wow. And mm-hmm. they did. Mm-hmm. They baptized her that night. Yeah, it didn't so, want to wait, yes, because nope. when you know— that you know that it's time and you want to exactly. invite Jesus in your heart. You know, what a wonderful thing to just be baptized right then. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. I actually grew up in San Antonio too. That's why I like you so much. <laughs> really? You know, Where in San Antonio yes, did you grow up? Northeast side of town. Yeah. I went to MacArthur High School. What yeah. about you? I went to Judson. Yes. Yes. So a little bit, we were rivals a little yes. bit, but. <laughs> You know, that was many years ago. And then I also lived in Austin. So we have a lot in common. I didn't even know that. Gosh, you know, it's funny how you can know someone and not know some of the details of their life. So we all kind of intersect and and probably know a lot of the same people and don't even know it. But probably. Well, so you grew up in church and you had a family that, that, that really attended church and grew up together. But was your family perfect? No. No, we were probably 
in this day and age, we were we would be considered extremely dysfunctional. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us why. I know you have a story there, and this is called Real Life, Real People Radio. This show, and that's because we have real life issues that we all struggle right. with and face. So, tell us what has gone on to be dysfunctional. As well, you to be it. dysfunctional is um, early on in my sister's marriage. Um, after her daughter was born and that they ran into some financial problems mm-hmm. and then moved in with my parents. Okay. And um, one of the things that um, was very dysfunctional was how she treated our father. Oh. And okay. I won't go into any details. Right, no. But just not that was right. One of, just yes. not right, mm-hmm. exactly. And then whenever anything was said, it would become... A big fight. Yeah, yeah. And then you were, I was asked to not make any comments anymore and uh, just let it go. And, you know, even though she would act to the extreme of things, it was, let's just make peace and keep her at peace. Mm -hmm. And early on, I thought that was really wrong. But I went ahead and went along with it through the years. And it came to a point when our dad was dying that um, I sat there and I held his hand Mm -hmm. and stuff, and he was so happy to go home, Mm -hmm. so happy. Mm -hmm. He was laying in bed, and he was going, all right, let's go. Wow. (laughs) He was just ready. He was ready to go. Uh And um, I had called Max at home and asked him to come up and pray with dad. And that was the beginning of our breakdown there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was not supposed to do that without asking permission first. And um, I, that was my dad. Mm -hmm. And he deserved to to go out however he wanted Mm -hmm. to. And he really wanted to talk to Max. Yeah. So you were just doing what your dad wanted. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. little did I know that it would ca- cause such a big ruckus, but it did. And the end result of that ruckus was my sister um, had our mom decide in the hospital if she had to choose between her or me. And so um, Dale had driven eight hours to see my dad and saw him all of five minutes. Dale is your brother? My husband. Okay, your husband. My husband. My mm-hmm. brother, Mark, had already left to go back home as well as a couple of our kids. And um, it was a nasty departure. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. I, I know that hurts. I can see it in your face, yeah. all these memories flooding in. And I appreciate you sharing this. So it, it just, your sister was not wanting anyone to do what they were wanting to do. It was all about what she wanted. Exactly. exactly. What about your mother at that point? I don't know. I don't know where my mother stood. I got. I was working here at KUC at the time, and I got a call, and she stated, if you want to come and uh, do something decent, you can come and stay with Dad while we work. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well that his body functions were shutting down, yeah. and he was dying, and she wouldn't even consider our mother staying, you know. Yeah. Mm. And so it just it just rolled mm-hmm. into something really bad after yeah. that. We just went 
topsy-turvy on everything. Everything was my fault from his death to it was so bad. I did not attend his funeral. Oh, I'm so Did she not want you there? I was not allowed to speak to our mom, ride with our mom, talk to our mom, mm-hmm. or eat with our mom afterward. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, why go? I know where my dad is. Yeah. I knew where he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and as the years have gone on, my brother had maintained a relationship with them up until this last point when our mother was in the hospital, and um, we thought she was passing, and so we drove straight down there, drove through the night, and we both got there about the same time, and we both agreed he would go up there first because my sister had called him and said that I would not be allowed. He didn't care if she died or not. I was not allowed up there. And I thought, you know what? You can't just keep doing this. And Mm -hmm. so he went up there, and Mom, praise God, survived and came through with flying colors And I called her several times and asked if I could come talk to her, visit her. And her continued answer was she did not want to hurt our sister's feelings. So the answer was no. So you still haven't seen your mother? Nope. No. have not. When is the last time you saw her? I saw my mom in 2021. And I saw the last time I saw my sister was in 2010. Mm -hmm. And your dad passed when? Mm -hmm. He passed October 16th of 2010. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it sounds like the whole argument stemmed from the fact that you called a preacher to come and I pray over, with him. Yes. I overstepped what they considered were my boundaries. Okay. We need to listen to what God tells us to do mm-hmm. and not other people. And if God told you, I know you're a praying woman. Yes. And I believe that you prayed and you talked to your dad about this. Probably. Oh, yeah. And he had asked that you do that. And you knew that God wanted you to do that. Yeah. So you felt like this was what I any did. normal person would be okay with. But yeah. for some reason, you, you, know, you offended them. And I'm just so sorry that that happened. I well, don't understand it. I was sorry, too, but it needed to happen, and I believe our dad knew what was going on, mm-hmm. because each time my sister or someone would come in and tell me to to make our dad say her name, she would come in, she came in three or four times, and she'd say, who am I? And he'd say, you're Karen. And he never let up on that. And so I think that was his way of telling me, it's time to let go. Mm-hmm. It's it's time to leave this toxic family, Yes, you know, mm-hmm. and go, mm-hmm. because it was ruining our kids. It had a bad taste for our marriage, and uh, I just wanted my kids separated from it, because the last thing my kids need to do is keep my sister from hitting me in the hospital. Mm, mm. You know, that so should have never happened. There was that. Oh, wow. And I knew then and there that it was time just to walk away mm-hmm. and leave. Did mm-hmm. it hurt at the time? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. Did I cry? Yeah, I did. But, I, you know, I didn't cry a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like you obviously had been praying about it. You listened yeah. to God, and you, of course, He will say, you love Him. You forgive yes. him, but he doesn't say to stay in a toxic environment no. or relationship. 
No. I mean, and so you felt like you were obeying what God told you to do. And have you forgiven them? Oh, I forgave them a long time ago, but it's let go and let God. Right, right. And if I try to maneuver that relationship or try to fix it in every way, in any way possible, I don't think God would be in the center of it like I would want him to be. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing right now, going forward into 2024? Well, I took um, what I was going to buy Christmas presents with that year and my mother's birthday present, and I turned it into Ashes to Beauty, which is a Bible ministry where we give out Bibles. Really? Oh, wow. I didn't realize that's how it started. And I'm familiar with this because you've told me about it. But what you do is you give people Bibles who may not have Bibles. In fact, we have a really good friend who did not have her own Bible. She was using her grandmother's Bible, which she loved. But she said, I have not had my own Bible. And her name is Lauren. And we were sitting together at, yes. a, at a women's ministry yeah. event, and God put us all at this table. I know. He always that was does. really great. And she was saying, well, I don't have a Bible. And you said, well, let me give you a Bible. Because you listen to God when He sh- tells you who to give a Bible to, yes. don't you? Yes, I do. And so tell us, you've had communication with her about this the Bible that you gave her. What did she tell you? She told me that it was one of the best it was the best Bible she'd seen and gotten. And these aren't just really any Bible. They're special Bibles. Because Tell us about them. They're called Inspire Bibles, and they inspire you to stay in the Word and to write to God. You can color in it. Um, we gave her son one so that he could color, too, and his is real colorful. His is a kid's book, uh, oh, Bible. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's not quite like hers. But the women's Bibles are really special. I wish they made men's like that. Um, even my husband, Dale, has one of mine, older ones. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and he likes it. He Where does. did you find these Bibles? Um, actually, the first one I saw was over at a friend of mine, mm-hmm. Angie Frazier. Mm-hmm. And she had ordered one, and I looked at it, and I thought, that's what I can do with the money. Wow. I started looking because she had a big one, and I started looking to see what they would cost. And at the time, they were really more cost efficient. But as time has gone on, they've gone up, but we are still keeping up with the giving out. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and we tap, and I tab them before I give them out Mm -hmm. because that gives me a chance to pray over that person before Mm -hmm. I hand them over that Bible. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, and you gave me one, so yes, I yes, and you write a special note. I just opened it and saw that note just recently, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, it just really touches me again and again when I read it." And and it is such a neat Bible; it's just they amazing. Are. And they so, are. but what I love is you you turn something that could have been bitter and resentful, you turn all that into something positive. Yeah, you took that money. And you said, I'm going to do something to help people. And so that's what you would say is fill your days with purpose. Don't dwell on the negative. Don't dwell on the bad. Don't Um, don't just focus on that, but actually change a perspective and ask God, what can I do to help others? And as you reach out and you help people doing 
like I chose the Bible ministry, and I never in my life ever thought of doing anything like that until God just said, this is what I want you to do. Yeah, and you listened and you were obedient. Yes, and, and I've been doing it since um, January of 21 when we got our first group in. And for the longest time, Dale and I covered the cost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, But now we're not as able to cover the cost as we used to be. So now we depend on... Uh, on getting the word out, and there just are getting people the word, that yeah. might want to contribute. So, if someone were to want to contribute to this ministry, tell me the name of it again. It's called Ashes to Beauty. Ashes to Beauty. How would they get you a check? They could give it to you or drop it off at First Baptist here, First Baptist Church in Mount Vernon, with your drop name, it, Karen my, Martin, yeah. for the Bible ministry, right? Oh, well, thank you for doing that. I know it blesses so many people. And um, the Word of God is just active and living and never returns void. And it's just, it's enlightening. I mean, when you were going through this season with your family um, back then, did you, I'm sure you read your Bible a lot. Yes. To get through the day and to try to understand. You know, you may not understand, but to hear God speak to you. And did you read scriptures that helped you? I did. And if you're going to ask me to remember any right now, I can't. That's okay. They're all good. (laughs) That's right. They are. But what I would usually do uh is open my Bible in the morning and just kind of let it fall Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. some place. I've done that. And it usually did. And then I have a a Bible journal, Uh and I spent a lot of time in Ephesians, Mm -hmm. and I really liked it. And... um, for some reason, I found a lot of solace in that book. Yes, I like that one, too. A lot of prayers in that book and exactly. a lot of good instruction for our everyday. Okay, let's talk about now your ministry with the meals. Tell us how that started, because when I met you, you were one of the volunteers, but then the lady that was leading it decided that she needed someone else to come in and help her. And so how did you know it was you? I didn't, not really, except that um, my best friend mm-hmm. <laughs> was um, looking. They were looking, mm-hmm. and I knew that it would be hard to bring someone in and try to train them without without being there. Right. And I had already been there, and I thought, I went home and I prayed about it, and my husband and I both prayed about it, and I said, you know what, I'd like to try it. And he said, by all means, go for it. And so I did. And I was a little intimidated at first. And I was like, oh, please don't leave me. (laughs) But it was okay. I have this great group of ladies, you included, that um, come and volunteer every week to help out. We say a prayer before we serve. And I think they're one of the greatest group of ladies. Mm -hmm. And the heart-to-heart ladies are sprinkled in through there from time to time. And I just love it. And so it gives me where I don't have a a small women's group that I'm a part of on a weekly basis, Mm -hmm. so to speak. That gives me this grounding, and I really, really enjoy seeing everybody. Yes. Yeah, I do, too. Have you had a few burns on your hand from oh, yes. it a little bit? Yes, yes. <laughs> The other day I saw that you had one, but yes. God heals. And he yes, even, he does. 
But it's been fun, hasn't it? It has. It's mm-hmm. been a, a lot of fun. Well, all the kids that come through seem to know you because you taught school here years yes. ago. For how many, many years? years? Um, for about three years. Yeah, yeah. You seem to know a lot of the students. Yes. I've noticed that. So you've come full circle. <laughs> I have. So if someone is struggling with some things in their life and, and they're really just hurt, you would say what? I would say go someplace quiet, get your Bible, and talk to God. And if you need to cry, cry. But if not, and you're just angry, then at least sit there with your Bible in your lap for a while, take some deep breaths, and just go somewhere and be by yourself, away from your husband, away from your kids, because what is happening to you is not fair. But life's not fair. We live in a fallen world. That's right. And the only way we can get through it, even today, each and every day, is to know that God is in charge, and He is there to catch us no matter how far we fall. He is always there. And I can remember as far back as being a little kid and looking out the window because my parents might be have been late coming home. Have, I don't know if you've ever babysat your siblings or something, and you, your parents are running late, and you're like, where are they? You know. <laughs> yes, so yes. I can remember feeling God's presence then to what he felt like that night that um, my mom just turned me away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and it was, it was an even stronger feeling mm-hmm. because I'm an adult, and I know what I'm looking for now. And so I would just say... To those and and if you need a friend, call someone. Mm-hmm. You can call me. I don't care. I get up two or three in the morning. I'll go out with you. <laughs> You're so sweet. Yes, but there are a lot of yeah. people, and there mm-hmm. are people who have lost people and had last words to say to them. And I say to them, write a letter. Go put it on the grave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. And leave yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a letter to them, and it's a good way for you to circumvent your feelings. Yes, yeah. And when you talk to God, He listens. Yes, He does, each and every and time. And He comforts. Yes, and He does. And He's near to the brokenhearted yes. and those who are weeping. You know, Jesus wept when Lazarus died. Yes, He did. And he, he weeps. Imagine how he weeps for us, all of us that are going through things. He he holds our tears in his bottle. Yes. And you said it's okay to cry. I agree with you. It's okay to get those emotions out. And just knowing that everything's going to be okay, God is, is going to be with us and help us through these hard times. Yes. Do you have peace right now? Oh, yeah. I have loads of peace. I and mean, that's... How how can you explain that, though? I can't, except that I depend on God. God is my Father. He is before anyone else. He's before my husband and my kids. He's first in the morning and last at night. Amen. And so as I depend on Him, and like you were referring to on Lazarus, I was reading that story, what was it, yesterday, I think, and it was really ironic how Lazarus' sister was so angry mm-hmm. that he took so long, but he did it for a purpose. That's right. 
Right. He did it for a purpose. And I can't help think when you look back on your life and not everybody's life is that Disney World dream, you know, and even that comes crashing down sometimes. But as you look through life, if you will look back, you will see that he has a purpose for everything. And it may not be when you want it, and you may not think it should be what you think it should be, but just trust in him because he will bring you a lot better joy than you could ever get from this world. Yes. Do you hope to be reconciled with your mother and your sister someday? Someday, if they're ever ready. If not, I'll see him on the other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you do pray for them. Yes, I do. And so if you could say one thing to them, what would you tell them right now? I would tell them that I miss them. Yes, yes. And you love them. Yes. And you know, God God loves for families to be together, but He understands. Yes, I mean, he Jesus does. was persecuted by those closest to Him. Yeah. They didn't believe. And so He knows what that is like. And so... Karen, I just I pray that they will see the light and see that, yeah, um, you love them and just we, it's just important to come back together. And but until then, you'll yes. know, and God God's yes. going to be with you. Yes, He is. Yes, he and is. those tears that you cry, He catches everyone, and it's okay to cry because life is hard. It is, and we don't all get along. We don't all see everything the right way. Yep. The same way, but what we do know is there's one God, there's one Father, there's one Lord, and exactly. He's Lord of all, and we can count on Him. Amen to that. Everyone else may let us down. Yes. Probably will, even yeah, those closest exactly. to us. Yes. God will never let us down. So if you're no. struggling this season and you're waiting for answers, wait on God. Like That's Karen right. said, go somewhere, get out your Bible, get on your knees and pray. Spend time with him, and he will show you the way. Yes, exactly. He always will. Don't you believe that? Oh, yes. I totally believe that. Okay, so tell our listeners one thing. This is the end of the year, end of 2023. Give them one piece of good news and a nugget of truth that you feel like the Holy Spirit is nudging you to say, and then I would love for you to close us in prayer. And thank you for coming today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I would say as you leave 2023... Don't look back on it. Don't hang back there. Don't let it camp out in your brain. Go forward with just the belief that God is your Father. He's got you no matter what. There isn't anything you could do that He's going to not forgive. He is not going to judge you like your friends or your family do. He never will. Just trust in Him totally and completely and just Watch how your life can change. Right. He will change you. Yes, He will. Father God, we thank You for the opportunities You give us to share who You are with all of us. And Lord, as we come across those during the season that just need a hug just to know that You're there, then Lord, just help all of us that are huggers just to be willing to do that. And those that are suffering and hurting, Lord, I pray that they would look to you and just cry out for you, Lord, and know that you've got them. And Lord, we pray peace on this nation and that you would just remove all the hatred and name-calling, Lord, 
and just help us to see each other as your people, your sheep. And we're here to serve you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for giving us those opportunities. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved. Jesus the